coming at you from the Hey Yo Studios. It's the Fade Route with D and Z. Here are your hosts, D and Z. Coming at you live from the AO Studio. Hey, yo. It's the Fade Route with D-N-Z-I-M-D. We've got a great show for you today on a special Sunday edition of the Fade Route. The White Sox, should they be sellers? The Panthers are taking it to Carolina. And Doc Rivers loses another playoff series. But we begin today's show with the NBA Lottery. For the fifth year in a row, the team with the worst record did not get the number one pick. The Spurs will have the number one selection in this year's draft. And we'll have the opportunity to select Francis Victor Wembanyama. Woj is calling Wemby the best ever prospect in the history of team sports. See, is that how you see this guy? Holy recency bias, Batman. <laughs> Holy recency. Really I mean, I know you got to go out there and toot your sport, but I mean, geez. LeBron M.F. James. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was Victor Wembanyama on the cover of Sports Illustrated as a freshman in high school? No, that was one LeBron M.F. James. So, as far as I see it, this is hype for the sake of hype. Like, this kid is talented. He doesn't need that extra hype. He doesn't need that extra pressure. He's delivered in the Euro League. Like, he has given you exactly what you want. Now, he's going to the right place, right? Popovich has a well-documented track record of taking Euros and international players and turning them into big-time studs, right? Ginobili, Parker, you have a track record there. San Antonio also has a track record of big men. Robinson, Tim Duncan, it's well established. My pause is that he's 7'2 at age 19. This kid's still going to grow. Now, my concern with big men and it's always a concern with big men is the body going to handle up particularly the feet because we've seen how many guys with foot and leg problems because they're just too fucking big mm-hmm. Yao Ming Greg Odin Bill Walton the list goes on and on and even so you could be a great college player and still be or a great international player and still just be an eh in the league. Mark Eaton comes to mind. Mark Eaton was just really tall. He was decent, but really tall. So his ceiling, right? His ceiling is Hall of Famer, right? His ceiling is Tim Duncan. His ceiling is David Robinson. But his floor is Greg Oden. Like, that's pretty... Like, that's a wide range. Now, to me, this is a three-player draft, right? You can go Wembenyama, you can go Scoot Henderson from G League Ignite, and you can go Brandon Miller from Alabama. Now, mm-hmm. Brandon Miller has all those character issues stemming yep. from the mur- uh, the murder charge. 
<laughs> now he's not right. Now not connected. Right? He hasn't been charged with anything, but to be anecdotally connected with a murder, like, I, I would, you know, <laughs> just if, a if pause I'm there. just a little pause. If I'm San Antonio, if I'm Charlotte, if I'm Portland, I'm like, <laughs> don't know about this. Like, yeah, you know, like, I would be scared off of Brandon Miller, regardless of the talent. You know, and it's also a question of fit. Does, does Henderson like if Wembanyama goes one? Does Henderson go two to Charlotte when they have Lamelo Ball already? Like, what is the you know what is this going to look like? Now, San Antonio has so many needs. Would they take the guy in Henderson and then have Charlotte take Wembanyama? It's all I don't know. This is intriguing to me. I mean, he's gonna. He's going to be a very interesting case study because he's only 19. He's he is skinny for his height. At 7'2, he seems rather skinny. Is he going to be able to handle the NBA pounding? He's already got the jump shot. Like he's got he can take he can hit threes. But what's he gonna be? Frankly, that's a very, very wide range. But to, for Woj to say the best ever is a slap in the face to LeBron James. And I hope LeBron comes at Woj next time he sees him. Well, I mean, I just think Woj is out there, you know, going for his sport. But to say in all of team sports, I mean, see, a couple of names came to mind when I saw this. Um, you know, the first one was John Elway. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought John, John Elway was one of the, he was one of the highest prospects and can't miss guy, you know. He had baseball teams coming after him. He had football teams coming after him. That was the first guy. And honestly, the second guy I thought about was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a can't-miss. Three national championships in college. Smashed all of UCLA's, UCLA's records. Uh, he was... he was a, His height... He was over seven feet tall. He, he couldn't be stopped. And then the third person came to mind was LeBron. And like you said, LeBron, like, I mean, LeBron's high school games were on ESPN. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He was dubbed the chosen one, King James. And let's be real, LeBron has lived up to his hype. I mean, a lot of, there are a lot of LeBron haters out there, but the amount of finals he's gone to, his con, I mean, he's down 3-0 now against the Nuggets, but I mean, the amount of conference finals he's gone to, the championships he's gone to, the win, the winning in three different places. I mean, we will never see a LeBron in our lifetime. And now to go to Wemby, it's the big I don't know. Like, I just don't know. Um, because of all those factors you said. I mean, he could break down. I think you're giving him a lot of credit saying his ceiling is a Tim Duncan-esque career and his floor is a Greg Oden. I'm not, I'm not trying, I haven't seen him play a lot. I've only seen snippets of him playing, okay? Mm-hmm. But to me, his ceiling is maybe a, maybe a Kristaps Porzingis. And his, Ooh. yeah, I mean, that's, that's Ooh. how I see him. I don't, I don't see him dominating the league. I just don't see it. I'm not saying he can't. He could absolutely, and I'm giving give him more credit, and say his floor might be a Tony Parker type career, which is not 
which is not bad. And you may say, well, wait a minute. Tony Parker had a, a much more illustrious career than Porzingis. I'm just talking about the style of play. Like, how important he was to a team. Like, Tony Parker was an important part of his team, but he wasn't the number one option. He was the guy. He was just the, he was, he was the point guard. He led the flow and what have you. Where Kristaps Porzingis, it was like, okay, yeah, you're going to New York. We want you to, we're going to build around you. And then you watched it all kind of just like, okay, this guy can't be the number one option. He goes to Dallas and he's with Luka and it's like, gee, this isn't working either. And it's just like, okay, you go to Washington, but still people think of him as, okay, yeah, you're this tall guy that can shoot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I, I have a couple of interesting stats I wanted to share here. In the, in the history of the NBA, there have been nine players that have been 7'5 or taller. Z, how many of those players would you guess averaged more than 10 points per game? Zero. Okay, so there was only one, and that was Yao Ming. And he averaged 19 points a game for his pretty short career, as you know. But he was very good. But there's the Sean Bradleys, there's, you know, those guys. You know, just, the George Mira sons. The, what you're asking him to do, and the one thing they're trying to tote about this guy is they're saying, oh, well, you know, he's the only, he's going to be the only player in NBA history that will be able to defend the key and the three-point line at the same time. Because of his length and because of his yeah. athleticism. It's a, it's an unknown. I don't think we know. And you know, you you say yes, going to the Spurs definitely better than going to the Pistons. But how many more years does Greg Popovich really have, right? And yes, they have a good management core in San Antonio, but they also challenge people very much in San Antonio. We saw Kawhi Leonard not not appreciate the challenge and leave we saw uh murray recently say i didn't like the pressure i didn't like how the i didn't like the mind games i had to get out of there and went to atlanta so you know they they do have luck with international players they've really hit it on manu they've hit it on what boris diao they've always had they've always had their their share of European and foreign players that have gone there and excel, but I don't, I don't really think we know. I don't know. I don't think we know what he's going to be. No, absolutely, he's a great unknown, and that's the problem with a lot of European players and international players. Is that if you, you don't are, really know, yeah, and if you if, are the Spurs today, mm-hmm. is that the guy you're taking? Like just today, I'm not saying you're going to take him the the draft. If today you're waking up and saying. This is our guy. Let's try to find a reason not to take this guy. Is that how you're waking up in the morning? The way I'm seeing it is I'm looking at the roster, right? And I got nothing there. (laughs) Uh, Let's be real. I have nothing. I made something out of nothing this year. I I made chicken salad out of chicken shit. If I need asses in seats, I'm taking Wembenyama. If I want a player that I can build around faster, I'm probably going Henderson. 
because he played yeah. G League ball. Like yeah. G League ball is very close to NBA ball. Like I don't know, you know, I don't know who Wembenyama is playing against. Like it, this may, you know, it's the highest league in France, but I don't know what that translates to. You know, like, and we may be wrong, right? That's fine. We may be wrong. Like this may very well be a highly competitive league, but. I gotta be honest. History's with you. not on our side. Yeah, I gotta be side. honest with you. If I'm waking up this morning and I am a member of the Spurs management team, I'm drafting Brandon Miller, mm. and I'm looking for reasons not to draft Brandon Miller. And the murder doesn't do it for you. It doesn't. I'm I'm just looking at pure talent. Pure talent. The guy can ball. He's played against the best college players. He took a program, Alabama, that's known for football and made them relevant in basketball. He's a 6'9", 200-pound guard. Um, I don't think I have to worry about injuries with him. I have to worry about character. And that's something that, surrounded by the right people, players, I may be able to change that. And I'm looking, so I'm looking for reasons not to draft Brandon Miller. And and then if I come to that conclusion on draft day that, you know what, I'm not going to be able to change the culture of this kid. And I'm not going to be able to get him to play Spurs basketball. Then it's Wemba Nyama. And thinking that, yeah, he's Duncan, but more he's Dodgich, and he's going to make more of a difference here. Than he's going to change something. Now, here's a radical idea for you. In the next three seasons, right, the Spurs have seven first-rounders, and they have seven second-rounders. They have this pick as well, right? They have this number one overall pick. If I'm the Spurs, I don't necessarily need to do anything right now. I can continue to stockpile. I'm in a position of control. If I'm if I don't really love anybody, and people are enamored with Wembanyama, like whoa, just you know the generational talent and all that. Who's to say that there isn't a blockbuster, of, you know, a superstar for the pick? I don't necessarily. I mean, there are six more. I have six more in the next two seasons. So, you know, the Spurs are really dealing from a position of strength here in in so far as they can rebuild quickly if they want to. They don't need to develop the kid. So it's something that, you know, I think we're going to really kind of let this play out. But there are a lot of different avenues and the Spurs are in the catbird seat here. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto. We really care about what's under your hood. But you know who's not in the catbird seat? You know who's not in any seat anymore? (laughs) That would be one Glenn Doc Rivers. 
the most overrated head coach of all time, particularly in Game 7, lost his job shortly after the Sixers lost another Game 7. Got blown out by the Celtics. So, everybody is riding the players on this. Are you, or are you blaming Doc? Oh, you know. I'm going to stop <laughs> calling him Doc Rivers. He's Glenn. He's Glenn Rivers, man. It's <laughs> just Glenn, man. Uh, it was unbelievable how many people were coming to defend Doc Rivers. But I go back to my boy Matt Barnes. Love his show, his podcast, Up in Smoke, or All the Smoke, wherever it's called. It's a great podcast um, where he played for Doc Rivers. And it's just, it's the lack of adjustments. And just sticking to things that just aren't working. Um, I'm, and I do think, I do think Harden played like shit and B played like shit in game seven. But, and, and let's be real, Tatum went off. Okay, Tatum went off. He had an all-time performance in a game seven. He could not be cooled off. So, I'm not attributing it all to the players. And there was a very unearthly playing from Tatum in that game. But I go back to game six and how they really should have closed it out in Philadelphia. And I just don't understand what the game plan was. Because I saw Harden so many times drive to the basket and kick it for three. And these guys were off. They were missing. Tyrese Maxey was probably sixth man of the year. Great player off the bench. He just didn't have it in the series at all. He just never got going. He never looked comfortable. It was painful to watch because I'm a big Maxey fan. So, is it? does it also come down to Rivers' inability to, inability to get his players ready for game sixes and game sevens? I mean, he had two MVPs on the floor, and they they just they just looked terrible. They just they just couldn't keep it going. I mean, his his career playoff record is 109 and 100, which is pretty bad. And then he's he's six and ten in game sevens all the time. It's just at, at some day we have to under we have to start to talk about Glenn Rivers is just a, he's just a coach. Like he's another coach. Yeah, he won a championship with three Hall of Famers, but he only won one. They should have won multiple. They only won one. Um, and talks are that he really got fired because Harden, Harden didn't get along with him. Harden really didn't like him, and they want to try to bring James Harden back. And Embiid did like him because Embiid liked him because he, Doc was all about getting Embiid going. Let's get Embiid going. And then let's run our offense. We our offense starts and ends with him. And I don't think really James like that. So, uh, no, I. So, think... are you suggesting? But I'm gonna cut you off for one sec. Are you suggesting this was a tank job by James Harden? No, I don't think it was a tank job by James Harden. No, but I think he was doing what he was told to do. I think James is a much better player than you know driving to the basket and kicking it out for three almost every time. And some of his efforts on his finishes to the basket were just very questionable like just throwing it up and kind of opening for a foul it's like as doc rivers you got to coach him out of that you know and and he he didn't shoot very well um but i just i i do blame doc for this loss i feel it was the lack of adjustments 
your inability to close this game out in six games in Philadelphia, if you went into game five and just stomped down their throats in Boston, series should have been over in game six. You go to game seven and you don't show up. There's so many things you can talk about here. Now, start with Tatum and Brown going for a combined 76 against the 76ers. How, how ironic is that? Um, a lack of a bench. De'Anthony Melton is the only one who played significant minutes off that bench. You're looking at Yang, four, House, six, Milton, four, Korkmaz, four. Like, the guy that they traded Mat- uh, Matias Tibble for, McDaniels, didn't even play. Don't you think they would have? Don't you think Matisse Tibble would be or Matisse Tibble would have been a, a nice uh, addition Tybal. off the bench? Tybal, yeah, Tybal. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, my, sure. my my problem, my my fault, Matisse. But you're looking at this: 42 minutes for Maxi, 41 minutes for Hart, 38 minutes for Embiid, 20 minutes for the ageless PJ Tucker. Tobias Harris played 40 out of 48. You can't do that. You can't. <laughs> you, can, you can't do that. Meanwhile. You're looking at, you know, you're looking at the other side. Yeah, a lot of their guys didn't play too, but they have Malcolm Brogdon coming off their bench. That's wild. He's a starter on some teams. Malcolm Brogdon was the best player on the Pacers for a while. So that's pretty telling. That that speaks to roster construction as well. Like, you're not playing these guys. Right. And that is a fault of Doc Rivers. That's a fault of Glenn. Like you have Montrez Harrell. Don't you, don't you think? Don't, don't you think? Don't you think Montrez Harrell would have been defensively a, a, a good start today or a good play? I think so. Montrez Harrell, he can play defense for for all the heat. Montrez Harrell can play defense. So there's something about that. I don't know. There's just a lot to unpack here, and it was a flat line for most of them. You know, Embiid. 15 points, not enough. Not enough. P.J. Tucker, 11. Tobias Harris led the team with 19. If Tobias Harris is leading the team, you're in trouble. When yeah, you have that, it's just when, like... When you, you, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, when you have that caliber of star of Embiid, who won the thing we like to call the MVP, James Harden, who's allegedly a superstar and is, who wants 200 mil for his services, like, that is a major goose egg. And... You know, there's plenty of blame to go around. There, there is absolutely plenty of blame to go around. The players can totally get their share, but some needs to fall on the coach as well. You know, the lack of the lack of situational awareness, the lack of <laughs> just just the lack of playing your bench. It just play some fresh legs, and you might be surprised. But this seems to be, you know, the ceiling for Doc Rivers now that he only had two Hall of Famers. If he had the third <laughs> one, who knows? <laughs> he needed, so you're you're also in my camp. You're saying that, you know, this was really on coaching. Um, or are you are you putting Maury on this too because of the construction. team? The it, construction. This is, a, this is a team gag. This is a team gag. You got rid of a guy that could definitely help you and you're relying on Harden, Embiid, and P.J. Tucker like you're, you're relying on five guys. In the playoffs, you want like eight to nine. Eight to nine is a fine rotation. Five, six tops, if you if you include D'Anthony Melton here. Six guys. 
I think that's tough. I mean, that's that. Yeah, that's a tough ask. I don't. I don't know. I don't know a lot of teams in the league that are are that deep come playoff times. I mean, yeah, you want to be that deep, but I don't know a lot of teams that are. Yeah, but you know what? That this is a fault of it starts from the top. It starts at Daryl Morey, mm-hmm. pitching his wagon to James Harden, and then Doc Rivers un, being unable to get the best out of James Harden. And yeah. I don't know. I, I really don't know. He really didn't get the best out of James. But like, you know, the Seventy Sixers have some decisions to make, right? Mm-hmm. You know, with the ousting of Doc Rivers, they need a coach now. And they'll need to make a decision on, like you said, James Harden. And reports are he's looking for a four-year, $200 million contract. So should the Sixers bring Harden back? And who can coach this team? Who could win with this team? Vaya con Dios. <laughs> yeah. I got Mr. Harden, I have three words for you. Sign and trade. <laughs> oh, really? You think they could pull that off? It depends on what you can get back and how many teams are involved. But it's possible. A lot of people are thinking he's going to go back to Houston. There are enough teams, right? There are enough teams in this league that are enamored with the talent. Right. That you could possibly get that back. And you you can absolutely gut a roster. You can gut a team or two so that you you get healthy and whole. They take on the financial burden of a declining superstar. So you put asses in seats. This is what it's all about. Like, Houston is nowhere near ready. Like, they're trying to... They're trying for the quick fix again. Because Steven Silas... They tried to rebuild. They tried Steven Silas. That didn't work. Now they're going to try for the quick fix again. And I think that's a bad idea. Specifically with this guy. And, (laughs) I I mean, are you telling... So I just want to be clear here because Chris Paul is also probably going to be available. Are you going to run it back with those with that Rockets team? Oh dear lord! Like, are are that, you going to do that again? That man. Like, is, is that the plan? I mean, are you going to re are you going to reunite them plus Embiid in Philly with Mike D'Antoni? Like I think that's a terrible idea. Yeah. Just be rid of him and fix it. You know, remember the process. Like, yeah. The process is broken. It's over. It's gone. You, you got lost along the way, man. So You, got, you, re- you really did. And who's going <laughs> to coach this mess? I don't know. Nick, gonna... Nick Nurse, maybe. Like, Nick Nurse might be able to do something here. But, you know, like, oh. you're looking at Budenholzer. You're looking at a retread. A young coach would get eaten alive in this locker room. A young coach is going to get raked over the cold, <laughs> and he is going to be gone. Now, I mean, if I'm Ime Udoka, I'm like, Fuck, I signed on too soon, man. Like yeah, I could have been I could have been there. I sure. could have been in I could have been in Milwaukee with Giannis. And yeah. we're gonna order this up later. But yeah. you know, like I'm looking at this and I'm like, what's a better job? Houston or having a team with a reigning MVP? So Z, if you're saying that you're not gonna bring back James Harden, mm-hmm. then what are you gonna do? Because you couldn't win with James Harden couldn't win without James Harden so you're coming off of two really good years from Embiid so what are what can you do to get this team over the top is it free agency is it the right coach like what's it gonna take for them to to be successful in the playoffs well for one you need I think you need a better point I think it comes from there 
Now, Maxi, good player. Don't know if he's a starter. He no, he's not. he's not. No, I guess so. Not. You need, I mean, you need you need to reduce his role then. Now, I think he maybe, can start on some teams, but he's not gonna. I don't think he can start on a on a championship team. That's that fair. Now, if I bring in the combination, hear me out here. You keep obviously you're keeping in beef, right? Keep Tobias Harris. You bring in Chris Middleton, and you bring in Fred Van Vliet. You solve your point guard problem, and you put a you give Giannis a little bit of a safety valve plus Maxi, and then you keep, you're keeping that. Now you just build, you just flush out the bench. Yeah, that's that's not bad. You that's actually you not the, bad. I didn't think about that. That's not a bad idea at all. Yeah, I, I think you're you're better off to go. You're better than where you were. Now you also, if you want to bring in a reserve point guard, go get Derrick Rose. Like Derrick Rose will, he's good for short bursts. Yeah. You know, like that's. I think that'll be where you are. Now you also have an option of bringing in like a Karis LeVert, or maybe even, you know, if you want a more defensive presence up front, who can give you a little bit, like Harrison Barnes is available. Yeah. Like yeah. and uh, you know he's he's what he is, but yeah, you know I, I think you, you, bring, you you need to flush out rosters. That's yeah. what, you need players, you need bodies who will actually like be more than what you have. So I yeah. think that combination will actually keep you afloat. And then flushing it out, I mean even like a Dylan Brooks, hear me out, he's an irritant, like a Charles Oakley type, like that. That's something that could take the pressure off of Embiid a little bit. You know, give you that little bit of enforcer, that little bit of sandpaper that gives Embiid more of a space to work. It's definitely an option, but you can't run it back with what you have and get, get rid of James Harden. Forget you, forget his name. Forget his name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, I'm I'm definitely not. I'm not in the camp of paying him that much money because what am I getting? I'm not. I'm not getting anything out of it. Um. I like Mike Bullenholzer to go there because he knows how to win with a big man of that caliber, right? I think he he knows he knows how to win with an with an MB type player, um, and he really could win. You know, he would just he would just honestly need the 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 shooter, right? He's missing like a Chris Middleton type player, and Harden doesn't fit that description. So I'm okay with letting Harden go, especially if that's how much money he wants. Like that's just that's just not in the cards. Um, and I do agree. I, I agree they need they need a point guard, but they need a coach that can make adjustments. Um, I don't know if Budenholzer is that guy because that's one of the things that they were killing him for because he never made the adjustment for Embiid to start playing on Jimmy Butler for whatever reason. But I mean. It should be interesting. It should be real interesting. Definitely. Now, I mean, let's think about. Now, you mentioned Houston already. What other teams could possibly get in on James Harden? Like, what what else do you? Some yeah, landing I, spots. Would it be crazy to think that the Suns are going to try and do it? No, it's not crazy at all. Especially if they rid themselves of DeAndre Ayton. Right. That's definitely one. Um, you talk about a sign and trade. That's not a bad sign and trade, right? Because not bad at all. if if the 76ers have Eaton and Embiid, geez, you ain't getting rebounds. No. <laughs> you ain't getting rebounds. 
That's interesting. I didn't. I didn't think of that. That's actually a really great option. And it rid. You know, it's honestly the Knicks should be trying to get. Should be trying to get. Um, uh, Aiden. That would be good for them. That would. It would give. It would definitely give them some muscle up front. Now, even you know, maybe Charlotte, maybe Chicago. Um, I don't know, yeah. but I don't know where he's willing to go. Um, I don't know where he's because he, you know, he's he wants to be the guy. He wants to be the guy taking the shots and have the ball. He wants it all, which is not a bad and, thing. But I don't know if I don't know if that's who you are anymore, man. But at, at his age, fifty mil a year, like he always looks out of shape. <laughs> like, I, I just, he, he looks. He's not blowing by shape. people anymore. They are no. able to catch him. Yeah, so I, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. And he has glimpses I, of what he used to be, but it's definitely glimpses. It's not what it really is. Anymore. We're talking about the pump fake. The moment you start seeing guys do the pump fake, you know it's over. <laughs> they, they got nothing. They got nothing left. You got nothing. You got nothing, bro. You got like, nothing, you, bro. Your dribble kick. You've been dribble, dribble kick. Dribble kick. Dribble kick. Nine points in game seven. Yeah, right. Okay. 20, 50 mil a year. Got Ouch. It. Yeah. And it's just like he's on the downside, right? Yeah. We would say he peaked as a player in Houston, and it's only gonna it's only gonna go down from here. No, a hundred percent. It's definitely, you know, he he's definitely been playing on reputation for a while. He coasted in Brooklyn. Yeah. Since when he got to Brooklyn, he was trying to get out of Brooklyn. Like that, that's what it felt like. Maybe so... Dallas. <laughs> right. Maybe Dallas. And Ky- him, Luca, and Kyrie. No, no, Kyrie will be gone. So you let go of Kyrie and you bring in James Harden. James Harden and Doncic. I was about to have a heart attack. Like that would have been. Uh, <laughs> the Bulls are intriguing because they're an up-and-coming team. Mm-hmm. Now, like that's the thing. Like, are you going to dedicate so much of your salary to an aging superstar? And yeah. Is he going know. to change the dynamic of the locker room? Because it's kind of like the Aaron Hicks situation, which we'll talk about later. Love like, that guy. You know, Aaron Hicks sitting there <laughs> sulking about his role and not being happy with his role and actively costing another player because of his complaining. Like, that can't feel good in a locker room. So, James Harden coming into a young core, upsetting the apple cart. I don't know if I'm if I'm Chicago, I'm staying away from that. Maybe Cleveland is a Donovan Mitchell. I don't know. But... Yeah, I, I teams buyer beware. Caveat emptor. Like you know what you're getting from him. Do you love brownies? Of course you love brownies. But you know what's better than a brownie? A delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave from the classic OB to Dutch Apple to Campfire S'mores and many more. Check out their website, sweetlifebrownieco.com for their Friday brownie drops. At noon, their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too at sweetlifebrownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's sweetlifebrownieco.com. 
Give them a call, 845-641-3043, and tell them DNZ sent you. That's sweetlifebrownieco.com, 845-641-3043. Sweet Life Brownie Co., because there's always room for a brownie. But you know what we weren't expecting? <laughs> the Chicago White Sox to be as shitty as they are. Despite the talented roster, the Chicago White Sox are 18 and 29. 18 and 29. Wild. Fourth in the American League Central. Fourth. So that means I believe the Royals are ahead of them. The Royals aren't that great. But most GMs are expecting the White Sox to sell. If the White Sox are selling, who are you calling about? Who should they keep? And who should they just jettison? Well, if you, you're saying who am I calling about if I'm a... If, if I'm you're a, a rival GM. If you're rival GM? GM. Yeah. yeah, of course I want their best players, right? I want the Tim Andersons and the Dylan Ceases of the world. I mean, Dylan Cease is just nasty. He's yeah. nasty. Uh, he's, he struggled. He struggled in his last four outings. But before, before you know, he's he's he drew scoreless innings against the Astros on May 13th. He's 27 years old. He's two years of arbitration eligibility remaining. I think he he's the guy I'd really probably look into go after. Um, and Tim Anderson, I mean, geez, what is there not to like? Um, especially if the White Sox are planning on going going through a full rebuild. Um, he's th- he's going to just be 30. Got fourteen million dollar club option for twenty twenty four. It'd be more than a one year rental, which is which is nice. If I'm the White Sox, so who am I really trying to sell? Right, I'm I'm selling Giolito, right? Yeah. Because he's got a two point eight two ERA over his past seven starts. Um, he just had that one kind of shit game in the beginning of the season, but he's he's lights out. I'm getting rid of the rotting carcass of Yasmani Grandel. <laughs> last year was awful. This year he's playing a little bit better, but let's get real. He's a 34-year-old catcher. He's in the final year of a $73 million deal, which we, we just wasted my time. So get get the fuck out of here. Like, just, I don't even want to see. You're trading for, if you're trading for him, you're trading for him to be a DH. You're not trading for him to. And that's lousy because he's not that great of a hitter anymore. <laughs> that, that was just one of the worst signings ever, man. <laughs> So yeah, those are those are the. I, I'm if I'm the White Sox, I'm trying to unload Giolito. I'm trying to keep Tim Anderson unless I'm blown away. I'm trying to keep Cease unless I'm blown away. But the guys I'm trying to get rid of is Grandel and Giolito. That's fair. Um, teams are gonna want Luis Robert. He's only 25. Yeah. So like that's the one guy I'm looking at. I mean, we're seeing the warts. You know, they valued Andrew Long. Vaughn's been eh. Like, they really miss Jose Abreu. They really do. Like, maybe a team would call up about Yohan Moncada. Like, he still had a top prospect. He still and Jimenez, right? Eloy yeah. Jimenez. Yeah, Eloy, Eloy he, Jimenez. He's always hurt. He's always yeah. hurt. Like, Mariznick will be a low-level trade, kind of like the Greg Allen trade that the Yankees just pulled off. Like, a defensive replacement who's got speed. You're stuck with Benintendi. I think you're going to be stuck with that contract. Yep. I think you're going to end up having... He's got no home runs. How awful is that? You're probably going to end up being stuck with Grandal. You're going to have to DFA his ass. 
Um, if you're coming along the August 1st trade deadline, I'm looking at Kendall Graveman. He's probably going to be gone. At pretty much all their bullpen. Kendall Graveman, <laughs> Joe, Joe Kelly, Kenyon Middleton. Like, I would try and sell those guys. Giolito, definitely. Like, these are the guys that are going to be gone. And a team that is an outside contender or a team that, you know, just is need needing a depth starter, Lance Lynn. It's happened before. And I'm looking at the Yankees because the Yankees had Lance Lynn before. Yeah. Was, so it wouldn't played, surprise me if he's so on well the move as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he, he pitched better than Andrew Heaney. So you're looking at that. <laughs> Heaney did not want to be here. No, not the guy. Not the gang. I don't care. I'm gonna pitch like shit, so I get the hell out of here. And then one good year with the Dodgers, and then it's like, oh fuck, it's back to normal. But you're Was looking he, at he's with the Rangers now. Right? He's with the Rangers now. But Cease, I'm trying to keep. Crochet, I'm trying to keep. Clevenger, I probably can't get rid of. Thirty-two. I mean, maybe, maybe he can. He, you can trade him back to the Padres. <laughs> it's like, hey, we made a mistake. Fellas, what do you want for him? What can we do here? But you look off this roster, Bummer, Cease, Crochet, Kopech. I'm trying to keep anybody Kopech, else Kopech could probably be like had. If the, price is, yeah, if the price is right, pretty much anybody can be had here. But any veteran that's worth a damn is probably not going to be on this roster come August. And then if you look at the position players... Yeah, Anderson, Moncada, Robert, and Eloy Jimenez. Maybe somebody would take a flyer on, like, a Gavin Sheets. But, I mean, this roster, like... They're just, good. They, they, like, the names are good. They're just not playing well. It's just, it's just eh. It's eh. It's not great. Like, losing Jose Abreu really thinned this team out. One guy really did the job. Because... He made this team look a lot better than it was. So, I don't know. It, it, Tony La Russa, eh. Miguel Cairo, eh. Pedro Grafal, eh. Like, this this team just doesn't have a lot there. And it, the expectations were high. The expectations were high for this team. So, who knows where, who knows where they go from there. But if, if I'm rival GM, like, I am trying, I'm trying to gut their bullpen. Just trying to gut their bullpen. Yeah, and that's king. That's the, usually king during the trade deadline. Everybody's yeah. looking for arms. Everyone's looking to bolster their bullpen. I'm sure people are going to be going after players like um, Araldis Chapman too, who's had yeah, a they, decent. I mean, he's had a decent year so far. Um, Jack Flaherty's been hurt, but you know, people will look for the upside on him. But um, yeah, who knows what's going on with St. Louis? St. Yeah. Louis has been another disappointing I don't team. know what the hell's going on there. They're such a stacked team. I don't know how they lose. I don't know what's don't going know. on, but their pitching is their pitching is old. Those guys sure. are not it's not the same. It's not the same. But I also wonder if Ollie Marmol is kind of teetering on the, the precipice of losing that locker room after benching the players because of not hustling. So yeah. I, I it might be one of those things that uh, there could be a revolution. But if you're looking at that, you know, you're looking at that roster, you have Steven Matz on this team, you have Miles McCollis, you have Michaelis rather, you have, you know, you have guys with major league experience that you could probably get, you know, if you keep floundering here, you could probably get something for. And 
this may be, right? This would be kind of crazy if they're out of contention. They can always deal off Wayno. One year, you know, the the last ride, let oh, him ride off into the, the sun. Take him, that'd be great. Yeah, let him ride off into the sunset on a contender. If if they're out of it, so I mean, it's definitely within the realm of possibility. But those are probably been the two biggest disappointments. The Mets are certainly disappointing as well. The Yankees have been disappointing. But, you know, Chicago and St. Louis have probably been the biggest ones. Are you in need of air care maintenance or service? I have the company for you. Air Care Technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling maintenance and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that DNZ sent you. But you know what hasn't been disappointing? The Eastern Conference Finals in the NHL. The Panthers knocked out the Devils, and now they're taking it to the Kane. Two back-to-back overtime wins. Both teams got to be gassed at this point. Can the last seed in? Can the Panthers keep this upset train going or will their luck eventually run out how are they doing this how are they doing this they're just like a completely different team to First be of fair all, they did win the president's trophy last year they were the number one team in the league last year this is true but they just play like shit during the regular season they barely got <laughs> in but they're you know what i look at i look at how much they pepper the they pepper the box man their shots on goal. They're shooting. They're shooting. They're cutting. They're trying to get rebounds. And their defenses, they're hustling that. There's people getting almost close to a breakaway. They come from behind. They don't give up on plays. I it, it's 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 great to watch. It's exciting. Um and the the Hurricanes they're playing they're they're playing great. I mean they had they 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 scored first last night. They were up one nothing. Carolina came back and tied at two, but there was no score. There, was, I mean, they tied at one, but there was no score until overtime. Like this is just a, this is just a gritty, two gritty teams, and they're they're counteracting one another. And I gotta say, I think the Panthers have a legitimate chance. I find it hard to believe that the Hurricanes are going to be able to win four out of the next five games. No, especially not when you play ten periods of hockey in two games. Like, both teams got to be exhausted. But Carolina also, you know, Carolina plays a gritty style, a defensive style. It wears down. Like, you put your body on the line, you punish yourself. That's why those Tortorella Ranger teams never got to, they got to one cup and they couldn't win. Because you can, your body, your body can only take so much. And, you know, that's the, that's the downside of playing balls out hockey all the time is that you will eventually run out of gas. But when you look at the Panthers team, 
They got, they have grit, they have skill. They're, this is an evenly matched team. This is an evenly matched series. And Barkov, the captain, amazing backhander to beat Ranta last night. And then you have him, you have former Ranger Anthony Duclair, you have Eric Stahl, Mark Stahl, Verhage on this team. Matthew Kachuk is playing out of his mind. It's really justifying that trade from Calgary. Yep. You know, he's really like, he's delivering the goods. This is what you wanted when you got Matthew Kachuk. And he's playing just like his dad. Like, that. that's... Keith Kachuk was a pain in the ass. He was like, the, he was the most skilled pain in the ass on the ice. <laughs> and that is what his, that's what Matthew Kachuk is delivering. Now, defensively, they're playing their ass off. Led by Stahl, led by Ekblad, led by Gudas. You, you have a well-rounded team here. And Officer Bob, look at, look at who showed up. Officer fucking Bob, he's back. Let's not forget, folks, that this team did win the President's Trophy last year. So they're hungry to prove that they were, that they're that team, right? And they're trying to, you know, they're trying to exercise some demons here. Is this going to be a sweep? Absolutely not. The Carolina Hurricanes are too good. The Carolina Hurricanes are too good. Eventually, this is going to boil down to who's played the most hockey, who's played the most physical punishing hockey, and whose bodies run out of gas. And it looks like the Panthers have another gear. We need to see if the Hurricanes have yet another gear that they can turn on and match the intensity of the Florida Panthers. But bottom line is this. This is some entertaining hockey, and either team would be worthy to represent the Eastern Conference in the Stanley Cup Finals. want to get on the action we want to hear from you hit us up fade route mail at gmail.com slide in our dms on ig at fade route podcast drop us a dm on twitter at fade route dnz comment on our youtube channel the fade route with dnz questions comments picks segment suggestions you name it we want to hear from you get at us in crowd The choice is yours. Swipe left or swipe right. All right, boys and girls, especially my online dating fans. It's time to swipe left or swipe right. We have a statement. And if we like it, we're swiping right. If we don't like it, we're swiping left. Here we go. Swipe left or swipe right. The play-in game is the best thing to happen to the NBA in a decade. I'm swiping left on this, man. Like, I don't... Mm. I'm not a fan. I'm just not... I I don't want the teams... I understand. Yes, it's great. I'm so happy that the Heat are playing well. They ousted the one seed. They're 2-0 on Boston. But you're giving bad teams a chance 
to make a mess in the playoffs. And that's not what I want to see. I don't want to see like, you know, you you don't have your you don't have one of your stars for 40 games, but for 40 games he plays and he managed to get into the play-in and and then now you beat a team that just was having a bad week. Like that's not what I'm in this for. I want to see the best teams play one another. And we're on the opposite side of the spectrum. We're seeing what the what a play-in Western Conference Finals looks like because you got the Nuggets that are up 3-0 on the Lakers, who probably shouldn't be there, but they're there. So I'm swiping left. I don't agree. Um, what was better? Uh, I don't know. I'd probably say players that came into the NBA the last 10 years is way better than this play-in tour. Well, the play has been atrocious in the past decade, so I can't really swipe right on that. You know, the no. this this the way the game has changed and the way the game is played, it's boring. It's boring. It's highlight driven. It's not. It's not team oriented. Right. Clear path foul. Clear path foul is probably the best thing that happened to the NBA in the last ten years. Because I like that they put that in there. I would say so. Like they, you know, they definitely cleaning up the officiating. Well, at least making it a little bit clearer. It's not totally cleaned up. It's definitely better, but. You know, just for the sake of argument, I would swipe. I'm going to swipe right on this. Like, you definitely, I mean, if we go back to the bubble, yes, the bubble, whatever. You were able to get play-in teams in, and you got to the finals, right? Now you had Boston has been in it. Golden State has been in it. Brooklyn was in it. The Lakers twice. You know, Atlanta and Miami. Like, Miami, it's possible that they could be in the the finals, right? They're up pretty handily so far on the Celtics. You can, we can end up having, well, unless there's some sort of miracle where it could happen, a bubble rematch. But the Nuggets would completely need to fall apart. But, um,. It's getting play. It's getting players. It's getting stars into leagues like a second chance type thing. And it's fine for what it is. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna swipe right on it. Am I married to it? No. But it's really not been a great decade for the NBA. So it's probably one of the best things that have happened. And you know, does it need tweaking? Sure. Is that midseason tournament gonna help? Probably not. But it's fine for what it is, and it, it puts some juice in the playoffs, so I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. Swipe left or swipe right on John ja Morant in the 2024 NBA season. Uh, my answer is going to surprise you. I'm actually swiping right on this guy. Uh? I'm swiping right. I think, I think he's going to get his stuff together, and I think he's going to play well. Uh, you know, if everyone's aware he was caught on instagram on social media again with a firearm uh to his defense he hasn't broken any laws um you just gotta you gotta take a better you gotta take a better understanding of the situation if you're jaw you know you're under a microscope right now the nba is you know watching everything you're doing you've got a lot of people following you on social media it's just not a smart play um it's unnecessary 
especially with the things that are going on gun-wise in this country. But I don't see how the NBA can suspend him. Um, I said the the Grizzlies have suspended him, but I the CBA is probably going to fight that. Uh, I think he I think he comes back and he has a good season. I don't think he gets traded. I think he's going to stay in Memphis. And I'm um, I'm on his team. I want him to do well. I want it, I want good things for John Moran. I'm swiping left on this so hard. It's not even <laughs> funny, dude. You it's not even a few months after the fact, right? I'm a changed man. I've learned from my lesson. Ooh, look at my piece right here on Instagram. <laughs> follow me, like for like, follow for follow. No, it smacks of defiance. It smacks of entitlement. It smacks of this idea that I'm a star, so the rules don't really apply to me. If Adam Silver has any testicles, he will sit this kid down for an extended period of time. Take it out of the team's hand. Kudos to the Grizzlies. They understand it's a bad look. They understand that this torpedoed their season. So, good for the Grizzlies for being proactive rather than reactive this go-round. And you have to question his choices. You have to question his maturity. Because that's really, it smacks of thumbing his nose at authority. And this team in general played as if they were thumbing their nose at the entire league. They were once the darlings of the league. Now, many teams and many people can't wait and walk out of their way to knock them. They'll get out of their way to... They go out of their way to kick this team. I feel that Morant definitely... He needs to get his shit together because he's this close to becoming Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas got... The one difference between John Morant and Gilbert, Gilbert Arenas is that Gilbert Arenas pulled a gun on his teammate in the locker room. <laughs> that's the one difference between John Morant and Gilbert Arenas. So, that's the only thing that's keeping him, you know, the gun laws in the United States is what's keeping him from getting, getting that severe suspension. And to your point, yes, in the state of Tennessee, he's broken no laws. So, you know, I think there needs to be a major adjustment here. And I think that there's a major reality check. You know, sponsors are dropping him. John Morant is going to find out that the wheels are going to keep going and the league is going to keep moving on. So get your shit together. Or else you'll be left behind. Swipe left or swipe right. Justin Verlander for the rest of the 2024 season. Oh, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Oh, my goodness. 40 years old. (laughs) So, 40 years old, right? One and two record, 4.76 ERA, 17 innings pitched, 15 strikeouts, a 1.176 whip. Yes, three starts. The pitch clock is adversely affecting older pitchers. Say what it is. Like, they can't handle the accelerated pace. Look at Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer can't either. So, I'm swiping left on him. He'll be decent. He's not going to be last year's Justin Verlander. Like, he'll 
he'll average out probably as the Mets number three. Senga looks decent. Maybe you get something out of Quintana. Peterson has shit the bed multiple times. I, I, I have to, I have to have major pause on on JV moving forward, and I might have to consider if I'm Buck Showalter, I might need to consider going to a six-man rotation to give the, these guys more reps. Him and Scherzer. So, and even Carrasco, when when Carrasco gets back, I might have to, I might have to put some of these guys. I might have to really expand this rotation. So I'm swiping left on him. Yeah, man, I'm swiping left on him and the entire Mets rotation <laughs> and the Mets bullpen. They're a top team to watch play. Um, I I can't see how it's going to get better. I do agree with you. I think he I think he averages out. I think he winds up finishing with like a ten and nine record or a nine and eight record and like a four ERA. It's just not there. It's just he's not blowing people away. Um, and he was one of my favorite pitchers back when I liked the Tigers. Um, but yeah, it's a shame. But yeah, I'm, I'm swiping left on this guy. No, it, it's hard to uh, it's hard to think of teams that have underachieved as much as the Mets. You have the Cardinals, obviously, you have the White Sox, but you definitely like the older pitchers are struggling with this. And it's a fitness level thing. And your body is only going to be able to, to do so much. Now, to be fair, like, I didn't realize you could strain an armpit. So, you know, that's kind of where I am with JV. But, like, Scherzer, Scherzer was fucking around in spring training. You know, holding the ball, da 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 And then coming, come regular season time, he's not ready for prime time. Has to result to sticky stuff. So, I don't know. I think the offense is carrying the Mets right now. They took two out of three from the Rays. They're winning in walk-off fashion. So eventually it will battle. It it will balance out for them. But my concern is that they have dug themselves too deep of a hole right now, and the Braves are playing great. So they could very well be playing for a wild-card spot. If they can somehow figure out how to keep their pitchers healthy and keep them, you know, keep them from shitting the bed, I'm, I'm, I'm not concerned that there will be a comeback. I, I think the Mets will. I think the Mets will be fine. Now, they can definitely can add more, and I hope Billy Epler has learned his lesson from last year's trade deadline. You know, fortify the bullpen, fortify the rotation. I don't know what's going on with this youth movement. You know, Beatty's playing, then he's not playing. Vientos is playing, but then he's not playing. Alvarez is here, but so is Gary Sanchez. So I don't know what to make of that. Omar Narvaez, what's his role going to be? Catching is a weird thing right now for the Mets. But the expectations are high, and Billy Epler needs to make the moves that he needs to make in order to keep this team above water. can't help but smile when you see a balloon. 
The simplest occasion is a party. Westchester Pop Stars, located in New Rochelle, New York, offers balloon styling and decor for all life's events. Birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, showers, school and corporate events, store openings, or just because. Westchester Pop Stars takes balloons and shapes them into works of art, creating decorative installations for your special occasions. No event is too big or too small, and their custom personalization service is top notch. Westchester Pop Stars is a private studio, quickly expanding. In-person consultation is by appointment only. Send an email to westchesterpopstars at gmail.com for more information or to schedule an appointment. No need to hire an event stylist. All you need is balloons. Currently servicing Westchester, Putnam, New York City, and Connecticut. To find Westchester Pop Stars, search for them on Instagram, Facebook, or Google. The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. All right, boys and girls, you know what time it is. It's time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week. Here's how it goes. We put up a poll on our Twitter account at FadeRouteDNZ, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And the winner of that vote... It's a shout out on this here show and the coveted ass trophy. And do you know who's who took home the coveted ass trophy last week? I don't. Carlos Correa. That guy. Hopefully his back was well enough to pick it up. <laughs> so from five to one, who knows without him? Let's see about that. Who are your nominees for the alleged superstar of the week this week, D? All right. <laughs> First up, I've got Grant Williams of the Boston Celtics. Don't talk shit to Jimmy Butler, man. <laughs> Talking shit to Jimmy Butler in game two, Jimmy Butler admitted it fueled him and helped him lead his team to a 2-0 series lead after beating Boston. 111 to 105, where Jimmy finished with 27 points, six assists, and eight rebounds. Grant, just stay away from this man. Number two, I have LeBron James. You're supposed to be the king, the chosen one, and the greatest of all time. Enough with the flopping and the acting. After a shove from Jokic in Game 2, LeBron threw himself on the floor in quite a theatrical event. Enough, dude. Enough, man. Just just stop. Just stop. And then, last but not least, I have Domingo Herman (laughs) getting ejected for the stickiest hand I've ever felt. (laughs) What was the comment from the umpire? like dude if you can't pitch without having like just if you can't pitch without rosin and sweat dude you're not a major league pitcher i'm sorry he fanned like nine people in a row and you're like dude let me see your hand like let me just check it out uh so domingo herman you are my alleged superstar of the week z what do you got all great choices all great choices you know a late addition to the party is obviously aaron hicks who yeah, finally got DFA. I thought he was going to be your guy, so that's why I picked other people. 
had the temerity to say though, had the balls to say that his time in the Yankees was the best time in his career. If I got paid to do, do nothing, I would also say it was the best time <laughs> in my career. I, I, you know, oh, Aaron. Oh, oh Aaron. Collectively, Yankee Twitter, Yankee fans, yeah, they're just glad to see you go. And they would have driven you to the airport. So don't do not do that. You're a late addition. I'm going to start with Arsenal. Arsenal conceded the Premier League title to Man City yesterday with their 1-0 loss to Nottingham Forest. But that's not. I mean, people, you lose championships all the time. The problem is that there's a week to go. And at one point, Arsenal had a full eight-point lead on Pep Guardiola's boys. You gagged it up. You gagged it up. Arsenal, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Thibaut Courtois, very soccer forward this week. The keeper for Real Madrid in the Champions League. Again, poking the bear. Do not poke the bear. Oh, all we need to do is stop Erling Holland, and we can beat Man City. How'd that work out for you, Tebow? <laughs> you shut down Erling Holland. That's great. Last time I checked, Man City 4, Real Madrid 0. You're watching them in the Champions League final. Don't poke the bear, Tebow. Tebow Courtois, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And then last but not least, the entire nation of Canada. We're now on year 30 that a Canadian team has not won the Stanley Cup. Edmonton's out. Toronto's out. You left us with Dallas and Vegas versus Carolina and Florida. The hotbed of hockey. Literally <laughs> hot. It's 100-something degrees. And humid. Canadian teams, all of you, do better. Just do better. And, you know, I'm going to throw it out there. The Maple Leafs. You're letting Kyle Dubas go. Okay, that's fine. But let's see what direction you go in. Because you finally made it out of the second round. Congratulations. Congratulations. You're Tracy McGrady. Woo! Canada. You are my alleged superstar of the week. I think we set our people. Go to our Twitter poll at FadeRouteDNZ and vote. And vote. And vote. And vote. And for our nominee. Just be better, boys. Just Step outside of your safe area and make a statement without saying much with FCK Clout Lifestyle Apparel. Embrace the colorful chaos and stay emotionally regulated in their hoodies, snapbacks, graphic tees, accessories, and more. Season 3 merch is up now. Get it while you can. Go to fckclout.com and get all of your needs from men and women. That's fckclout.com. Order up! Right, boys and girls, it's time for us to order up. Order up, order up. This week, we are ordering up 
the top five available NBA head coaching positions. From five to one, what do you got, D? Yeah, so I'm going to start with the Pistons. Um, (laughs) They seem to have missed on Cade Cunningham, and they're just not in a position to land a big free agent, and the fan base is just not feeling the Pistons. I just, it's not a job that even if someone called me tomorrow that I would take. So I'm going to push Pistons at five. Number four, I would put the Raptors. Um, Siakam's probably their best player. Um, and they, Toronto has a nice fan base. Uh, so I think with the right players, they could get back into at least making the playoffs. Okay, and this is where I guess we'll will really be the shakeups. For me, number three is the Bucks. I'm not a big Giannis fan. They've already won, so to climb back into the ring and become the top dog again might be a little arduous. Um, so, um, and the expectations are low there, so that's a nice thing about it. But it's not a job that I think I would be excited for. Um, number two would be the 76ers. Uh, you know, my concerns would be, like, the way Embiid throws himself around. I'd be worried about him getting hurt. High expectations from the fan base. But you do have a GM that's willing to do anything and willing to go far to get the right players and the right fit. My number one, I, he probably disagrees with me, but I think it's the Suns. I mean, you have Kevin Durant. You have Devin Booker. You've got players. You're good. You're going to make the playoffs. Your fan base is a good fan base. Uh, they need consistent point guard play, and I do think they need a solid big man. But they can uh, full a full off season with Kevin Durant, a full fall of Kevin Durant, and they should be good next year. It's hard to argue with that, right? They seem the most complete of the bunch because when you look at the other rosters, like what's it going to be? For that reason. I'm going to take the Raptors at five. Okay. I think Van Fleet's going to go. Like, there's not much here. You have Scotty Barnes, Anawobi. You have Otto Porter Jr. Otto Porter Jr. is nothing great. Gary Trent, a free free agent. This team's going to get gutted, right? Thaddeus Young is 34. Old man Thaddeus, he'll probably, he'll be gone. I really don't know, you know? Masai Ujiri made the trade for Kawhi Leonard, couldn't keep Kawhi Leonard, and then it's all downhill from there. Number four, I mean, it's tough. Like, I'm going with the Pistons. Not great. You know, we have Marvin Bagley. Maybe he'll but maybe he will bubble up into something. Kid Cunningham, Killian Hayes, Jaden Ivey. Like, maybe these kids... The one thing they have going for them is that it's a young team. And they haven't been... They haven't won anything in a while. Of the... Of the five on this this panel here, like, they're the only ones who will exceed expectations. If they do well. So, I think that you get a young coach in there. Maybe somebody up from college... Maybe, you know, somebody who has, like, a little ancillary NBA experience but has really applied their craft in college can get the most out of these kids and go from there. Number three, 
I'm with you. I'm, I'm on the Bucks. Like, it's Giannis and everybody else. And there's not a lot there. Right? Like, and what you have is older. Right? Jay Crowder, unsure of his role and also in his early 30s. Goran Dragic, 37. Drew Holiday, 32. Ingles, 35. Brooke Lopez, 35. Wes Matthews, 36. Middleton's going to be a free agent. He's 31. There's no youth on this team. Giannis is one of the younger players on this team. So that's kind of an issue. That's a definite issue. And the way he plays, you have to start worrying about the body breaking down. But the cupboard is bare. The cupboard's bare. The only reason why they're as high as they are is because of Giannis. Number two... Now it's a toss-up, right? It's either the Sixers or the Suns. I'm going to take the Suns at two. I don't know what's going to happen with Chris Paul. Booker and Durant. Is Durant going to kind of take more of the role on now? Like He was trying to fit in. Now is this going to be more his team? And what does that look like again? Do, do DeAndre Ayton and other pieces leave what replaces them that that bench was trash that bench was absolutely nothing uh, you had a few you had Landry Shamit bubble up for a little bit but what's this team going to be like so it's definitely a possibility that this could get blown up real good it could definitely get blown up real good in Phoenix and number one I'm taking the Sixers because you have the reigning MVP. That's the only reason why. You got Maxi, you got Harris. You you got stuff there. You can build around the Sixers. You absolutely can build around these guys. You get rid of James Harden, you fortify that bench, you bring in a coach that's going to get the best out of Joel Embiid, and then I think you're on to something here. But I'll tell you this much right now. If you re-up James Harden and you bring in Mike D'Antoni, this is this you're dumb. You're dumb. You might as well fucking trade him. What the hell are you doing? What the hell are you doing? Embiid is not Amari Stoudemire, right? You don't have a Steve Nash on this team. Let's know. Unless they're going, to, unless they get Chris Paul, which they're really running it back. They're really doubling it down, right? Let's bring back. James Harden and Chris Paul will turn this into Houston North. You have an opportunity here to remake this roster and improve it with the reigning MVP. You got pieces. Don't screw it up, Philly. Don't screw it up. This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in. Catch our podcast on Wednesday nights on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcast. So until next time, stay faded, everyone. Time for us to run the go wrap, but we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.